This is with the Perspective CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. This is episode 98. Rick, Rick, we're two away from 100. Can you believe that? Was it, did anyone wear number 100? <laughs> uh, I wore 100 my one day in training camp in high school. And then uh, that means you're the first guy out. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be right around the year anniversary of with the first pick, which is pretty crazy. I'm giving my shout out to number 98 to Robert Mathis. Okay. Very good football player. Indiana? Indiana. Where did he go to college? He went to, ooh, that's a good one. Small was, school, HBCU. Oh, he went to HBCU? Uh, that one, I, I don't have that one on me. Alabama and a- A&M. Alabama A&M. Very good. He has the NFL record for the most career fumbles, 54. 10 in one season back in 2013. Fumble also, recoveries, not fumbles. Right, fumble recoveries. Thank you. <laughs> that would be something if he led the NFL in fumbles as a defensive end. Probably wouldn't uh, be. Yeah, yeah, they'd probably move him to defense if he was fumbling that much. Also, as Debo knows, uh, Robert went to high school with Gucci Mane. So, there you go. <laughs> All kinds <laughs> of facts on this show. <laughs> I couldn't tell you one thing about Gucci Mane. Uh, you know more about music than I do, Rick, so maybe you can. Anyway, that's Rick Spielman. I'm Ryan Wilson. Today, doing something a little different. Find up the old mock draft machine and go through all 32 picks in the first round. Debo will be the commissioner, which basically means he'll be in charge of the old mock draft simulator. Brought to you by, we're going to use the NFL mock draft database simulator. If you're looking to find it on the old internet, there to do it in your spare time. Rick and I will make all picks live on the show. Doesn't get any more straightforward than that. But before we get any further, Rick, if you're watching on the old YouTubes at NFL and CBS, you can see the official with the first pick draft countdown board is down to 161. 161 days until the 2024 NFL draft and 61 more days until Ryan Wilson comes to reality. Until Ryan Wilson has his come to Jesus moment brought to you by Rick Spielman. Uh, And if you missed it on Tuesday, uh, I talked to Texans rookie Will Anderson Jr. about their season so far. C.J. Stroud's amazing start. His teammate at Alabama, Bryce Young's less than amazing start, as well as another of Will's teammates back at Alabama, future first-round pick, Dallas Turner. And on Wednesday, Rick and I hit the old popper drops. Hello, Jaden Daniels. Talk more about him as well as some of the top rookie performances around the NFL in Week 10. As always, check those out in the old podcast feed. And remember, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, nominate an FBS or FCS college player who is draft eligible, underline bold, and we will evaluate the draft prospects on an upcoming show. And finally, if you like what we do here, be sure to tell a friend. If one of your buddies has a team that's no good and they're already thinking about the 2024 NFL draft, point them in our direction. And if you don't mind, take a second, hit the old thumbs up on YouTube, NFL CBS. That's another way to help the show grow and go worldwide, Rick, because that's what we're all about. All right, let's get to it. Debo, fire up the board. All right, Rick, the Bears have the first overall pick, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. And you can go, I'll let you go first. You can go in any number of directions. You can take a safety if you want. You want to get a running back here? Stop, stop. Caleb (laughs) Williams, quarterback. USC. Let's move on in life. Uh, Rick is not embracing debate, Debo. He's just making this simple. He's taking a quarterback. Justin Fields uh, will almost certainly be elsewhere. All right. I think that's pretty straightforward. Any consideration about Drake May here? Caleb's your guy. Uh, Caleb's my guy. Okay. You know what's funny? <laughs> We're going to keep the show moving. But I, I was looking at this because I was re-watching the, the Bills game last night and watching Josh Allen making all sorts of crazy plays. And um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, all hold the ball longer than just about any other quarterbacks in the NFL right now. 
they all are also four of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I just bring that up because there's going to be a recurring theme and throughout this draft cycle about Caleb Williams being not, not being able to play in structure. I just want to say that I'll leave it at that. And we'll go to pick number two. Um, incidentally, oddly enough, and this may be because the offensive line stunk at Texas Tech, I don't remember. But Patrick Mahomes got rid of the ball pretty quickly at Texas Tech. So I don't know if he was running for his life or if there's some other explanation. Oh, it was that air raid offense. So oh, that's right. Good point. Yes. Yeah, that was so, the air raid offense that he came out of. Okay, so he can do both. So hopefully Caleb can do both as well. All right, Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams is going to Chicago. Next up, the New York football giants. Daniel Jones tore his ACL. He's going to be out for a while. I mean, technically, he may be able to start the season. Almost certainly he will not. A year ago, we saw Kyler tear his ACL, and he just did get back last week. So this could be a closer to 12-month process than eight or nine months. Either way, there's only one more year left on that deal that they have to pay Daniel Jones if you're the Giants. They are in a bad way with injuries and just misfortune. I think you go back to the quarterback well here. Drake May is my QB2. I'm pretty sure he's Rick's QB2. There's no excuse not to take him here. So we're going with with Drake May, Commissioner Debo, to the New York Giants. And they got their quarterback. And they'll be back again on the clock. Pick 36. All right, Rick, you're up. You are whoever the general manager is going to be in New England with the third pick. Yeah, this one is uh, a little interesting. I tried to move up, uh, but for all purposes in this mock draft, you can't trade up to go get a quarterback, which they desperately need. There's not another quarterback right now that's worthy of the number three overall pick. You can go offensive tackle here, which is a desperate need for the New England Patriots. I thought you said a desperate move, which is what was in my mock draft. <laughs> yes. But I, I have to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. He's too unique of a player. How the important the receivers are in offenses, what a difference they can make. So they need playmakers. They have no playmakers on the uh, offensive side of the ball. So you have to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, okay. I'm reading. I forgot to open up the, uh, Debo messaging system. He's telling me you and I can collaborate on this picks if we want to, instead of going back and forth. Uh, what okay. do you prefer? I, well, let's just let it roll. I, let's I, let I, it roll. Let's go back and forth. Cause I, because, I don't. Okay. Yeah. But if there's something I disagree, I may interrupt you, but of course, my, no, that's, that's right. That's what All my right. role is on this as a supporting actor on this show. You're the lead actor in this Hallmark movie. All right, sorry, Debo, I didn't have Slack open. <laughs> so I'm up, I'm up to speed now. All right, Marvin Harrison Jr. going. And the funny thing is I had Ola Vashnu going number three in the mock draft that came out on Tuesday, and uh, every single Patriots fan who saw that said basically what you said. One person even accused me of being evil for passing on Marvin Harrison Jr. and, and taking an offensive tackle, which is a desperate need. What about this? Boy, do I, about- I save your reputation out there a few times, do I not? What's that? Do I save your reputation out there? A few times or oh, not? Yeah, you are definitely doing that. But the reverse is probably you're probably ruining your reputation by being seen with me. So you got to. That, that's the uh, cross that I bear. That is the cross that you bear. Let me run this idea by you. So you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You worry about the offensive tackle free agency here later in the draft. What do you think about the idea of trying to sign Kirk Cousins with the understanding that maybe he's not ready till October, November? Yeah, no, they have to do something at quarterback. And if Cousins does get available, they can't, Minnesota cannot franchise him. So I'm sure that Kirk will look at all his options, um, but they just can't stay stuck in the mud with the quarterbacks they currently have on the roster. They have to do something. They have to do something. Indeed. All right, next up, 
The Arizona Cardinals, man, they would have loved Marvin Harrison Jr. They're not going to take a quarterback here because it feels a little too rich, although who knows, maybe Jaden Daniels ends up being a top-five pick the way he's playing at LSU. I'm going to go with Olafashinu. I'm going to line him up opposite Paris Johnson Jr., and then we're cooking with gas because Kyler Murray looked pretty good in his first week back. Hopefully he continues that trajectory. That team is playing hard for Jonathan Gannon. I, I thought Shane Steichen felt like the more sure thing coming out of Philadelphia as one of the new hires. He's an indie offensive side of the ball, but Jonathan Gannon defensively seems to have that team playing pretty hard. So I'm going to go Olaf Ashnew, left right. tackle. Yeah, I got to get my notes out here. Are you getting your red yeah. pin out? Yes. What do you think about what do you think about the Fashnew pick if you're the Cardinals? Well, I uh, I lean towards Dallas Turner. Oh, I was wondering if you're going to do that. Okay. And reason I'm not talking about uh, Fashanu and and he's not good, but they do have DJ Humphreys. You, Humphreys, you know that Jonathan Gannon is a defensive minded head coach. You know what he had in Philadelphia as far as pass rushers coming off the edge and the wave they had and Hassan Reddick and everybody else that they had coming and it made Philadelphia a, a Super Bowl, you know, participant last year and their defense very good. I just don't think you can have enough pass rushers. If I'm sitting there, I can live with DJ Humphreys. I drafted a tackle and Paris Johnson Jr. last year from Ohio State. I need more pressure on the quarterback, especially playing out there in the NFC West. So I'm going to take Dallas Turner in this one. Okay, before you hit the button, Debo, let me offer some clarifications as well. So they also, Rick, have picked 20, the Cardinals do, and pick 35. So then the question is, what's deeper, the edge rush class at the top or the offensive line class? Offensive line. I think you're right. All right, well, I'm glad that you have some a little more experience than I do and we're able to see a little further down the road. All right, Debo. We're sort of collaborating, so we're going back and forth. So I'm going to go with I'm going to start, I'm going to go with Dallas Turner here. No, 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 do what you want to do. I'm just giving you my opinion. I you was get, a little. You, I was, you make a, a, a lot more money than I do on these things, so yeah. you make the, the decision. You're the GM for the Arizona Cardinals. You have to make the pick. I'm just giving you. If I was sitting in the draft room in the back in the corner and, you <laughs> at me and said, "Hey, Mr. Spillman, do you have an opinion on this?" That would be my opinion. But you have to make the final decision. I didn't hear anything after you said I make more money than you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you make a good point. I should have I should have thought that through. And we're doing this live, and that's why I have Mr. Spielman sitting in the back corner there, piping up when uh, when he he has an opportunity. Yeah, Debo, let's go, Dallas Turner. That's a that's a good pick. <laughs> good job, Rick. You saved your job for one more year. I was about to give you the David Tepper treatment. I'm going to bring you back. <laughs> All right, back on the clock. The Chicago Bears. They took Caleb up top. Yeah, you screwed up my pick. So uh -huh. I certainly gave you my answers. Uh, but yeah. The test. Yeah. So since you took my pass rusher and I desperately need a pass rusher to go along with Montez Sweat, you just took him off the board. I uh, am going to go with uh, Fashanu. Uh, I'm he's just too good of a left tackle. I understand they may be happy uh, with the left tackle, but you've just drafted two bookends on the left and right side over the last two years. Uh, took the kid out of Tennessee last year to yep. bet for the right. So I have to take the left tackle. He's just too good of a player to pass up. So you have Fashnu, you have Braxton Jones, you have Darnell Wright, and you have Tevin Jenkins. Now, I mean, you can figure out a way to get those guys on the field, and the offensive line will be yes. improved, hopefully considerably. 
Yes. I get the defensive end part, and they pick again. I think 69 is what they had up there before Debo hit the button, so I'm fine with that. Next up, Green Bay. Uh, this is – I don't think there's a lot of thought into this. Uh, again, you could take a quarterback up here if you wanted to, and part of me thinks – let me ask you this, Mr. Spielman sitting in the back of the room. Is this too high for Jaden Daniels? I, I, I'm just yeah, – I am to me, yes. Okay. Because uh, – We've seen some rough patches from Jordan Love. Played a little better against the Steelers, but sometimes the Steelers play down to their opponents before figuring things out down the stretch. I, I think the easy answer here is is offensive tackle. Um, yes. Bakhtari's yes. been banged up. Don't think about it. Just do it. That's All the right. right call. All right, Debo, you got the right button there. Joe Alt, out of Notre Dame, left tackle. And um, that's an easy one, I think. So next up, the L.A. Rams pick at number seven. Again, Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, has struggled to stay healthy. When he was healthy early in this year, he looked pretty lights out, thanks in large part to Puka Spielman, who had a great start to his season. And then <laughs> Rick Cup, I'll give you the other one too, <laughs> who came back from injury, and he was, he was pretty good. Uh, you could go in any number of directions here, Rick, if you're the Rams. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to – you can go – I mean, they can use almost help anywhere. Um, but I'm going to still secure that offensive line. And Ooh. I I leaned into J.C. Latham here. Oh, so there I know there's a lot of different options to go, but I want to get the top the top three tackles are going to go in the top ten. Yeah, and uh, they struggle up front protecting. I don't think he's a left tackle to take place of no boom, but I I do put him on is too good a player to pass up, and he makes a difference up front. And you win a game up front. And so I'm going to take uh, J.C. Latham. So they took Steve Avila last year in the second round out of TCU. The guard who started the season has been pretty good. Uh, let me ask you if you remember this. Jedrick Wills was a right tackle in college. They put him in at left tackle. and was pretty good. Did you see that happening at the time, or was that something that was a, a sort of filling a need for the Browns? Uh, I thought they just followed their board as the best offensive lineman. And then once you get them in, let's, let's figure out where the best place to play these guys. Okay. But I would say this, when you bring in a rookie offensive line, um, lineman in, put him in a place you're going to line him up and let him start there and then see where it goes because it's too hard to learn left tackle, right tackle. Let's put him in a guard this week, especially for a rookie. Put him in where you think he's going to be your starter. He's going to be a starter at right tackle for me right off the bat, and I'm just going put him in there and let's go. All right. Well, J.T. Latham's going to get put in there, and he's going to let's go. So is this a situation where you're rolling with Matthew Stafford again, or is that a conversation that you'll figure out at some point later? Uh, I'll figure out some point later, but okay. Yeah. All right, next up, the Tennessee Titans. Jaden Daniels, just kidding. Will Levis is going to have an opportunity to be that guy next year, I would imagine, unless something happens. And, man, they got some needs, mostly along the offensive line. The problem is Rick's drafting up all these offensive linemen. Um. They did get Peter Skaronsky, who's playing left guard, and he's playing pretty well when he's healthy. We talked about him in the midseason rookie first-round review. I think I think he got a B-plus or higher based on him being on the field. Uh, I'm going to keep drafting offensive linemen because they are, as Rick noted, more in demand. Than, what's wrong? You want an offensive lineman for your pick next? No, go ahead. All right, I'm going to take – and Debo got – look at Debo went right to the guy. I'm going to take a Marius Mims, the right tackle out of Georgia. Had an ankle injury earlier this year. Came back and played, I think, against Ole Miss. That was his first game back since the South Carolina game that you watched recently because you love Spencer Rattler. Um, so he's had a little time off, but he is uh, raw, but he is enormous. I'll be interested to see if he's bigger than J.C. Latham once we get them to the combine. 
because that would be something. Um, but he's a, a high upside prospect that looks the part, just has to stay healthy. And he will be the first in many building blocks to protect Will Levis. Amarius Mims out of Georgia, right tackle Debo for Tennessee Titans. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons. We're at number nine here, and they have a ton of needs. I, uh, yeah, I just that that one is a little off kilter for me, but we'll go on to the next pick. Oh, you thought Mims was too rich? Yes. Okay, that's all right. So I I'll I make an argument if I can raise my hand in the back of the room if you're asking me a question. Go for it, Mr. Spielman. What do you got? Okay, if, if uh Will Levis is going to be our quarterback, give him some opportunity to throw to somebody, whether that's Bowers, who's still sitting there, whether that's neighbors who's still sitting there, no receivers have gone off besides uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. You have right. to get some weapons around your young guy. And well, wait a I'll second, figure out the offensive line. But I don't know who, like I said, DeAndre Hopkins is, is old. Who's their who the heck's their tight end? I couldn't even name off the top of my head right now. Nick Quan Quo, who's struggled. Okay. Who else they is have, a receiver? Burke is, can't stay healthy. He's no, hurt he, every, He's not as, as good as I was hoping. You, why wouldn't you give your young quarterback, if that's your guy, an opportunity to have weapons around him? We talked about this with Justin Fields, and it wasn't fair to Justin Fields because he didn't have any offensive playmakers around him. You can't judge the quarterback. Now you're going to judge the quarterback and still have no offensive weapons around him? I'm sorry, it's 61 days. I, I, <laughs> Rick, why didn't you speak up before the card was turned in? Yeah, what are you doing back there, Rick? Smoking a cigarette? Let's I, am go. Just, I am just a supporting actor <laughs> in the back waiting for my name to be called. You're plotting to take my job. I see what you're doing back there. Next time, <laughs> raise your hand. You were talking to the owner. He said, watch this. And then he said, okay, let me tell you what he should have done. Here's what I'll, I'll counter. And I, I think you obviously make a, a pretty good point. They have picked 39 as well. And you just said that this – uh, offensive line class is deeper than the edge rush class, but at 39, I th this wide receiver class might be deeper than the offensive line class. So I didn't want to mess around. Okay. That's great. Great job. Great pick. All right. I know you, I can tell you're not being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Next time, Mr. Spillman, please raise your hand. <laughs> don't, don't make me call your parents. Uh, all right. Number nine, the Atlanta Falcons are on the board. A team that does not need skill position players, by the way. Is that my pick? Yeah, you can go for it, and then I'll yell at you after you make the pick about why you did it wrong. Okay. I didn't say you did it wrong. I just said I would have maybe considered <laughs> all the options out there and look at my entire roster. All right. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, I am going to lean towards pass rusher, and I had two. I'm going back and forth between Latu and Verse, Ooh, and I, I went with Verse because – Yeah, why? Because I think he also is powerful enough if they have to reduce him down inside. Uh, I know that they need some edge help, but I just went with verse over lot too. And I don't think we're, I mean, I'm not going to the other you. thing was too, I can't get out of my head is the neck thing. And okay. I don't ask about that. Okay. So that's why it's, but still, I put verse in there. So Latu, quote unquote, retired. He not quote unquote. He did retire from football for a bit when he was at the University of Washington. Got cleared medically, came to UCLA, and he has showed no ill effects of the neck injury. But that's something NFL teams be concerned about. He's having a great season. And if you didn't know anything about him other than watch him on Saturdays, you would be fine taking him here, no doubt about it. But I understand what you're saying. And Jared versus not having the as 
he's not filling up the stat sheet like he did a year ago, but I think he's playing just as well, if not better, for Florida State. Edge rusher transfer from Albany, as it turns out. So Atlanta Falcons get edge rusher, edge rusher Jared Verse at number nine, and then pick 10. Your Washington Commanders. All right, do you want to raise your hand now, Rick, or do you want me to continue to... to let, me, let me hear what you're thinking. But I would, I would, if I can raise my hand, I would be thinking pass rusher for sure. Okay, so no quarterback. I think Sam Howell's the guy. Uh, they trade away every edge rusher on the planet on that team. So, yeah, I get it. But one of the things that I'm looking at that makes me very interested... And they have pick 37, pick 41 as well. They got a lot of picks uh, by trading away Montez and and um, and Chase Young. What about Brock Bowers, though? Were you interested in that at all at pick 10? No, I, uh, I, I, I. <laughs> that sounds like you're interested in him. No, I, I, I'm trying to be polite here because we have 61 days. I'm just saying I have no edge rushers left. I understand, and but there's only I, one tight end in this class. I talked to our doctors. Our doctors were fine with Latu. They said, you have to take the pass rusher. It's a no-brainer. Okay. It was either Verse or Latu, whichever yeah. one you wanted. No, if it wasn't going to be Brock Bowers, if I couldn't talk you into that in the back of the room, I was going to go with Leatu Latu. All right, Debo, UCLA's Leatu Latu. Neck injuries, 100%. He's been dominant. The Coastal Carolina tape, Rick described it as teaching tape early in the season, so he's going to be using that on the other NFC East quarterbacks once he gets into Washington. All right, that's well, 10 picks. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Bowers out of the top 10 at this point. He's a guy that we talked about at one point as maybe the best overall prospect in this class, independent of position. Why is he out of the top 10? I, I, I thought he was the commissioner. Is he, is he like the owner, too? Is he... <laughs> he, he's the owner of the league, so he's he can name himself to do it. I'm just a scout in the back in the corner waiting for my hand to be uh, raised, but ask our general manager. Uh, the reason he didn't go with the 10th pick, Debo, is because the scout in the back of the room has been talking to the owner, and he's, he strong-armed me into taking an edge rusher. They needed an edge rusher. I, I love the idea, in theory, of Brock Bowers going here. My fear, Rick, and let me ask you what you think about this. My fear is that it's a Kyle Pitts situation where you fall in love with the player and then you don't use him correctly and he's taking top five and then he's just he's just a dude for that's being underutilized. Is is that a concern? Not necessarily in this Washington office so you take a, a tight end that high. Because, look, Dawson Knox went in the 20s. Sam Laporta went in the 30s or 40s, and they found ways to, to use those guys while getting other players prior to that. Yeah, but this guy's a different cat than those guys. But how much more productivity can you get out of a Brock Bowers than you do a Sam Laporta? I, I think you can get a lot more. Okay, well then why aren't we taking him here? Why did you you get me you to get me fired? I, I'm just giving you opinions. <laughs> I, I mean, if Rick had his way, he probably would have gone eight to the Titans. Yeah, how about that? Eight to the Titans because you just said who's the yeah what so Malik Neighbors or Brock Bowers at eight to the Titans or whoever your favorite wide receiver two is? Well, that that was my two get names there. I love how you just rewrite history after I, after the fact. <laughs> oh, there it is. Look at that. I did my homework, Debo. In 45-point font. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're 10 in. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and get to the rest of these picks right after this. All right, Rick. Sorry, Scott, I Rick's filming. This is getting very intense. It is getting intense. I love it. I'm glad we decided to go sort of back and forth so you can yell at me and then I can accuse you of trying to get me fired. <laughs> Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This team is 
playing better than some people ex- expected. Not Rick Spielman. He was at training camp, uh, and he thought this team was going to be better than, than folks thought. Or you were there in May, perhaps. Either way, um, what do you do with Baker? And if Baker's your guy, what do you do elsewhere? So Jane Daniels is still out there. Michael Penix is still out there. J.J. McCarthy is still out there. And then all these wide receivers, what do you got? Yeah, I was leaning receiver, but since you screwed it up and have Brock Bauer still on the uh, <laughs> on the board, yeah, I, I, I I'm going to lean and go Brock Bowers here. I just uh, he's just too good of a football player and too big of a mismatch as a tight end. Uh, that I can understand receiver here. I mean, I can see neighbors. I can see potentially uh, Odunzi, who. Uh, Reminds me a little bit of even a Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans is going to be out of contract, but with Brock Bauer staring me at the face, I'd be having a lot of conversations with our offensive coordinator right now. Uh, if we take this guy, how are we going to use him to make sure we're getting the bang for our buck out of this pick? And if yeah. not, are you going to think that you're going to get more out of a receiver? This guy's better than any receiver on the board right now. So we better make sure that we're on the same page on making sure we get our bang for our buck because we're getting a big bang getting Brock Bowers at 11. Now let's make sure we get the buck to go with it. No pun intended, Tampa. (laughs) How happy is with that joke? (laughs) By the way, Rick, I was looking, uh, I was reading through the comments because that's I can't help myself of our conversation yesterday. And several people were trying to explain uh, how the betting odds work. I say, listen, I think Rick's just, that's his bit. I don't, I think he understands that he's not going to bet a dollar to win $20 million. <laughs> but people, you got to, hey, look, your, your acting is better. They, you're, you're selling people on that. So that could be Hallmark next stop. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, look at that. The dogs are laughing at you, too. Number 12. Yeah. <laughs> they can't believe I just took uh, Bowers. <laughs> Brock Bowers tied in out of Georgia, goes to Tampa Bay. And number 11, pick 12, the New York Jets are on the board, excuse me. And I <laughs> – hold on to your seat, Rick. What What do you think about this? I'm not – I'm just asking you and just try to keep – do your actor face. I, I, I got my squeeze ball. Yes. I, I, I do the squeeze ball here. During what, the- about, what about Jane Daniels right here? Mm. Oh, look at that, Devo. He didn't, exa- he didn't throw the chair at me. Because look, well, Aaron Rodgers comes back for one year. You're, you're 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 saying that okay, Joe Douglas and uh, Robert uh, Sala, yeah, is going to are going to be there for the next three or four years to see. But if I'm in their situation, and maybe I don't know if they are, but maybe they start feeling some heat. Yeah, uh, that I better get the best next position that we are the weakest at. Okay, so let me give you the next best position that I'm looking at. I would love to take an offensive lineman here, but there a lot of the top ones are gone. So if I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about Roma Dunze because they have Garrett Wilson, and they don't have much else. Why are you shaking your head? No, I, I could see that. Oh, okay. He's I a different see. body type than, than Garrett, so you're getting a little mix there. He's a contested catch guy. He's physical. He runs better than I think, I, at least I thought, over the summer. Would you rather have Malik? Willis, uh, Malik, Wilson. Malik Neighbors at LSU? Uh, I would put Neighbors just ahead yeah. of Adunze right now, but I would still probably have leaned more towards the tackle. We got oh, who are you taking, though? Tackle. Huh? Let's see the tackle list, Eva. Who, who, who are you going to target, though? 
this high. You hate Patrick Paul. <laughs> no. Where's Mims? I took him earlier and you yelled at me. You took Mims already? Yeah, I took Mims to Tennessee. He went to Tennessee. Oh, that's where it screwed the whole damn thing up. Yeah, number eight, Amarius Mims went to the Tennessee Titans, right tackle out of Georgia. <laughs> Horrible pick. I'm sorry I didn't keep track of that. That's why you're a scout. That's why you haven't moved up the ranks. Yeah. Attention oh, to detail, God. Rick. I thought we argued that, and we ended up with a receiver. No, you, that's when you, that's Steve pointed out, you raised your hand after the pick was submitted. Oh, so once it's submitted, it's in? If you can't change your mind? Yeah, I don't, unless we restart the whole thing. I don't think that's going to happen. Marvin Harrison's the only receiver off the board at this point. All right. Thanks, Commissioner, for the update. I, I, I couldn't believe that Mims went in the top 10. So that was my fault. You're going to take him here at 12. That's not in the top 10. This is just like last year, by the way, when the Steelers snaked Broderick Jones out from under their yeah. nose. Yeah, you just snaked me again. Will McDonald, the fourth. I'm okay. going to go Roma Dunze. Go Roma Dunze. He's going to help out, hopefully, fingers crossed, Aaron Rodgers and his return. I love the idea of Jaden Daniels, but to your point, we don't have a lot of time to be monkeying around if you're the head coach and general manager. And all the good tackles, top 10-ish tackles are gone, at least in my opinion. So Malik would have been an option here. I like Rome's size. I think he offsets what Garrett does on the other side. Roma Dunze, wide receiver, Washington, to the New York Jets. Next up. The Denver Broncos. That team has turned a corner, Rick. Yeah, they have. <laughs> right. Can I talk? Do I got to raise my hand? Or is no, this my you can point? talk, of course. Yeah. So what does this team need? Uh, I'm looking uh, um, at defensive line. So okay. uh, I would like to probably go with your Johnny Newton your flash from oh finally yes i like him i like what he brings to the interior of that defensive line they need defensive line help in my opinion i could also look at edge here but the two top edge guys are off right now so i'm going to go newton here at 12 johnny newton out of illinois the interior defensive lineman we've talked a good bit about earlier in the college football season back in september probably early october you can check those shows out in the feed if you want to hear what we had to say about him but he's had a strong start to his season well, the season's almost over, but he had a strong start when we watched him closely, and I have heard nothing to the contrary since. So at 13, the Denver Broncos get Johnny Newton, interior defensive lineman out of Illinois. Next up, the L.A. Superchargers. And that's why I took Newton, because I knew the Chargers were next up, and they need interior D-line help badly. Yeah, this one's going to be easy. They need help in the secondary as well. I'm going to take your guy Kool-Aid McKinstry. No argument there. I, yeah. had, I had McKinstry or Newton. So this, you get McKinstry at 14, which feels like you're you're getting a little uh, break on the price there because he could certainly go higher than that. Um, you talked about it before. We'll see how fast he is. That's basically the only issue. I don't think he should be returning punts or kicks because he seems a little gun shy with that at what we've seen this season. Maybe he gets better, but you're not taking him for that. You're taking him for the the cover ability. They got rid of J.C. Jackson. That didn't work out, and they, they need to bolster the secondary. Kool-Aid McKinstry, Alabama, going to the Chargers. All right, 15. Indianapolis Colts are going to get their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, back from the shoulder injury. And no, 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 that's not even a worth discussion. Okay, good. Neighbors and move on. Yeah. You can't rebuttal that. No, I was going to, I was going to say a wide receiver because you have Pittman, Alec Pierce isn't really hitting on all cylinders just yet. And that would like, that would be nice to happen. You have Josh Downs, who's flashed a little bit this year out of the slot. At receiver, so you take Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver at LSU. He and Jane Daniels have been 
doing some magic down there in Baton Rouge um, for the Tigers. So the Colts get AR5, another weapon. Jonathan Taylor will be back. I like it. Man, that team's playing pretty well with old Gardner Minshew, too. So get AR5 there, then you're then you're really cooking with gas. Number 16, <laughs> the suddenly revitalized Las Vegas Raiders. And this is easy for me. And let's see if you have any pushback, Mr. Spielman, in the back of the room, who likes to keep his mouth shut unless my job is on the line. LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, look at that. Hit a home run. <laughs> Cheated on his paper, and I got I got an A-plus on that one. I mean, this feels like... No-brainer. This can't not happen. No, no. Like if you're sitting there, and you're the Raiders, and you don't take Jaden Daniels. Jimmy's G's done. AOC. AOC. AOC is a backup at best. You need a franchise quarterback. This one's a no-brainer. Jaden Daniels. Man, just think. So, Devontae Adams will be happy again. Got Jacoby Myers. You got Michael Michael Mayer. Oh, man. You got Max Crosby on the other side. Suddenly. Pretty good. Still got, you still got Patrick Mahomes. But the, the the race for number two in that division is wide open. Yep. Oh, boy. that that's I, I like thinking about that. Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU by way of Arizona State, goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Number 17, the Buffalo Bills. Team going in the wrong direction. They fired their offensive coordinator. We'll see if that fixes anything. What do they need in your mind? You can't draft an offensive coordinator, it doesn't look like. No. I am going to take another swing at a corner. Uh, you know, we took, um, you know, we got Rasheel Douglas that we got in a trade, you know, and after that, I don't have anything. In they my, drafted Kyrie Elam, who has not worked out as a first-round pick no, a few years ago. Christian no. Benford was in that same draft class. He's banged up, I think, but he certainly played a little better. Trey White towards Achilles after tearing his ACL a few years ago. Yep. Gone and they on have, it goes. Yeah, so it was a no-brainer for me on my mock draft that I did. It was Cooper DeJean. That's so my Cooper friend. DeJean suffered a foot injury. He's done for the regular season, it sounds like. And then the follow-up to you is medically, you got to make sure that's not a list, Frank. Well, just hypothetically, I don't know what it is. Hopefully he's healthy and he can play in two weeks. But let's assume it's a list, Frank. That's a huge problem. No. Those, no what? Those, those heal up. They do have no oh. effect on the uh, future. Oh, okay, great. That's great news. I thought that was one of those things that teams got really wary about. No. Okay. All right. So whatever the injury is foot-wise, he should be good to go. Okay. Cooper Jean has some return ability. We've talked about it before. He's better than, at least we think he's better than his former Iowa teammate, Riley Moss, who's a third-round pick last year. Yep. And he's learned how to make sure that he doesn't do the fair catch signal here. If oh, I didn't see that. Did that happen in a game? Oh, cost them a game. They oh, I didn't were, see that. Yeah. Well, you had to put, stay up with college football to help you do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I take my side. Did you tell him, did you not see the highlight of the punt return at the end of the game versus Minnesota? They would be a top 10 team right now with only one loss. Um, that? Yeah, it was it was bad, Ryan. It was oh. very bad. Go back and YouTube it. Right, not good it. for Iowa, not good for gamblers. Um yeah. had all the not not a good look for the refs. I haven't yeah. watched Cooper this year. I watched him over the summer when we talked. I think we talked about him. Um, but we did watch 
Cade McNamara, and that's so sour to me on Iowa football. Not Cade in particular, but just that, that offense that I I've been hesitant to watch it. But I'll I'll well, go back and watch. Just so you know, he doesn't play offense; he plays defense. Oh, thank you. There you go. That makes sense. Oh my so, God, this guy's our fearless leader. And <laughs> <laughs> see, this is this is what you're whispering to the owner. By the way, I can hear you back there. Hey, he doesn't even know that guy's <laughs> punt returner costs people a lot of money. Uh, if you're listening, that's Rick pretending to talk to the owner and getting me fired. So why well, Cooper Debo's the owner? The owner slash commissioner. Why Debo over Kalen King, the Penn State cornerback? Because I think he's bigger. I think he can play corner. I think he has the flexibility to play safety. I love the way he comes up and runs support. I think he's more fluid as a cover guy than Moss, who came out last year. Yeah. And he gives you potential punt returner as well. He feels like a Buffalo type guy, too. All right. Number 18, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And Debo, hit the old wide receiver button. Let's see where we're at there, because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this simple. Oh man, Keon Coleman's still there. T. Higgins is up. Come on now. I'll just ask you this person who's trying to get me fired: Keon Coleman or Amika Abuka, who's had less success this year, but there could be any number of reasons for that. He was injured earlier as well. Yeah, Coleman. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, just imagine. I don't even want to have to imagine it as a Steelers fan. That'd be great news for Joe Burrow. T. Higgins will get paid somewhere for sure, if not Cincinnati. Number nineteen. New Orleans Saints. This is a team where Derek Carr got injured, concussed. We'll see what his status is going forward in the upcoming weeks. Jameis Winston came in and threw a bunch of crazy Jameis passes. Some that were awesome and some that were Jameis reminiscent of his time in Tampa. Neither the long-term answer. Quarterback's an option here if you so choose, Rick, or would you like to go in another direction? Go in another direction. Oh, man. what? Who's the quarterback going to be next year? It's going to be. He's still. They gave him a significant contract. So, so you're going to play still, terrible football until the, the deal's up? Yeah. And okay. it may be, a, who knows what it'll be, if there's a new head coach there or not next year. There's a lot to be played out. Okay. It's the offense is not clicking at all. So, Mm-mm. so, um, <laughs> I, 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 I looked at Edge here. I honestly did. Because mm-hmm. you remember when they traded up to get Davenport? Yep. Uh, and they need, um, Edge rusher Jordan's getting very long in the tooth. They could they lost Davenport to Minnesota, and Davenport's hurt in Minnesota just like he was hurt all the time down in New Orleans. But I think they need Edge and you know Brees. We talked about him. You gave him an A the way you saw him play this year. Yeah. Care of the interior, but they need to continue to to keep that defense at the level it plays. They're getting older on that side of the ball, so. I actually went with um, my Ohio State flash over Chop. JT Tulumaloao, edge rusher, Ohio State. Yes, because of the length. To pair with Brian Brzee, last year's first-round pick out of Clemson, who is having a great start to his career. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate Michael Penix Jr. there, but I understand what you're saying. And if you're going to got to pay pay the man, you got to pay the man, and the man being, of course, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's got to play better, and I'm sure there's several reasons for that, but. It's not been what they were hoping for, I would imagine. All right, next up on the clock at number 20. And we'll take a quick break after we talk about the Arizona here. So Arizona had pick number four. They took Dallas Turner. Next up at 20. Big wide receiver here. Who we got left? Got Egbuka, Worthy, Adane Mitchell, Xavier Leggett, Troy Franklin, who, by the way, on the time speed, he is 
I know you weren't crazy about him. He's moving. Like he's apparently trucking. So we'll see. Uh, he's out of Oregon, of course. We talked about him a few weeks ago with that Washington game. Igbuka or Mitchell, what do you think? Or Leggett even? Leggett's too rich for me. Well, uh, let me ask you before you answer, what's the difference in your mind between Adonai Mitchell and Xavier Leggett in terms of what they bring on the field? I think Mitchell is a little smoother. Okay. Athlete, probably a little quicker twitched than Leggett. They're both big receivers. Mm-hmm. So, um, But when we had him on a review a couple weeks ago, I was taken back a little bit about how smooth his athleticism is Yeah, and, and his speed. I agree. I like them both a lot. And I think Leggett, worst case, probably goes second round. I can't imagine. If he fell out of the second, something else would have to have happened that we didn't know about, I would imagine. So you want to go like Buka here? I, I just I, – I would have a, a – a hard conversation on Egbuka just because he's not been healthy this year. Okay. Well, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba wasn't quote unquote healthy last year. He went 20. Yeah. But based off how we had him come out of summer school, uh, I could see him potentially going there. I just haven't seen the production that he had last year since he's been on the field, but you know, do you like Mitchell better here? I, I may lean towards Mitchell more ooh, than ooh. because I know he's lined up in his plate and he's yeah. made some big plays. Yep. He's one down the field. He's one short intermediate routes. He's a big receiver. Georgia transfer now playing at Texas. All right. You talk me into it. Like I haven't seen a lot of big Buka this year because he just hasn't done a lot and hasn't had the opportunities. Uh, we talked earlier about Marvin Harrison Jr. Sluggish in quotation marks start. And then he's been red hot ever since. So yeah, let's go. Adonai Mitchell out of Texas. Big wide receiver going to the Cardinals to join Dallas Turner. That's a pretty good haul. Dallas Turner and Mitchell in the first round. If you're the Cardinals and rolling with, with Kyler. Yep. You okay with that? All right. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit picks 21 through 32 right after this. If you're listening to the audio version, we just saw a commercial for Ink Masters on Paramount Plus. Maybe we can get on that show, Devo, and get a free tattoo out of it. Of the- what happens if you're like, who did they do it on? Do they get free, vo- free volunteers that come in? And what do they screw up? <laughs> I think if I had to guess, and then I'm, I know as that's much about, kind of a permanent thing. I think tattoos I've heard are can be permanent. I know much about tattoos. I do about gambling. So take this for what it's worth, but I would imagine tattoos are expensive that much. I do know. So I would imagine it's easy to find people who are willing to get tattoos. The other thing is, I don't think these are just random people who've never used tattoo guns before. I think they're probably experienced. Well, and they, <laughs> yeah. They're the upper echelon of tattoo artists trying to, trying to, trying to hone their craft. But either Ryan, way, in the uh, in the past sixteen months, have you placed more bets or gotten more tattoos? Oh, definitely gotten more tattoos than I placed actual bets. <laughs> I lost two a bet. To zero? Two to zero. You know my my bets my tattoo story, Rick. Did I tell you that the Snoopy story. No. Is it long? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I'll tell you quickly. Uh, back in twenty twenty in December. Ryan Finley had to start for Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow torn his ACL. And our buddy John Breach, whose dad Jim Breach, kicked for the Bengals, is a huge Bengals fan. And I made the bet. I said, Breach, if Ryan freaking Finley beats the Steelers, I think the Steelers had started like 11-0 in that season, I will get a Ryan Finley tattoo. I think I said on my face at the time. I was so sure. Ryan Finley comes out and beats the Steelers. We actually have video of me, the realization of what's coming next. I was able to bargain it down to a, a Snoopy tattoo on my arm of him wearing a Bengals Joe Cool jersey. Um, the listeners of the Pick 6 podcast paid for it, but Debo was there with me in Nashville last August to, to videotape it for posterity. So I have a tattoo of, of, uh, Joe, of 
Snoopy on my arm with the Bengals sweatshirt because I lost that bet. All right. That's boy, that makes my life complete and whole now going forward. Yeah. So now you <laughs> know about tattoos. Yeah. Why would yeah, that's a dumb bet. Oh, imagine me having that conversation with my wife as a as a man in his late forties at the time trying to explain. She said, What you did what now? I said, Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Back to it. Pick 21, the old Minnesota Vikings are on the clock here, Rick, a team that has found their franchise quarterback, may have two franchise quarterbacks next year if they re-sign Kirk Cousins. Josh Jobs has been a fun story. Uh, the defense has found its footing under Brian Flores. They will blitz you into oblivion. At pick 20, what do you want to do? 21, excuse me. What do you want to do with the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I'm taking J.J. McCarthy. Wow! That came out of nowhere over Michael Penix, too. You've always yeah. had McCarthy over Penix over the fall, too, it feels like that, right? Yep. So are you waiting? I'm saying they don't sign Kirk Cousins back or okay. it's a short-term deal. Uh, I'm taking J.J. McCarthy as my future quarterback up in Minnesota. Any concerns, and everyone seems to have less concerns than I do about this, about the accuracy and the decision. The decision-making is okay, but in terms of getting the ball out on time, because I've, I've seen – I'd like to see him play faster at times, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, like all these guys. Okay, fair enough. All right, J.J. McCarthy. And look, there's some buzz that he's going to be a first-round pick. I'm just not as high on him as, as Rick is. and Rick's okay with that, I think. He may not be. Yeah, no, I, I believe me, I'll sleep well at night if you don't agree. <laughs> that won't keep you up? No, it won't. All right, I'll text you my other tattoo story later. That'll keep <laughs> you up. All right, pick 22, the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm I, I'm going to take the the same player I had in my mock draft because he feels like a Dan Quinn type of defensive player. Now Dan Quinn maybe gets a head coaching job, so we'll see. But just assuming that Dan Quinn comes back, he feels like a long, physical Dan Quinn cornerback out of Georgia, Kamari Lasseter. What do you think about that? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. You like Kamari? I just don't think he's really quick twitched. Yeah, but do you need to be quick? To, I, I don't necessarily just I don't necessarily agree with that part of it. But do you need to be super twitchy to play in the sort of cover three type? Yeah, I just think it's a little rich for me. All right, who who else would be in mind at any position if you're the Cowboys? I I, I agree with the corner. Okay, so let's see. We have Kalen King left. We have my guy Nate Wiggins left, who is not a physical Dan Quinn cornerback. Denzel Burks. That's the one because if they play a lot of man coverage, he's maybe the best man cover corner in the draft. So he'll be there. He just won't tackle him. Yeah, he's fine. All right, let's go. I, I do like Nate Wiggins. He was my my guy coming out. So let's go with Nate Wiggins. I got. Oh, you can't change. You already put it up. You already turned the card in. You you asked me again too late. All right, the card uh, has not been turned in. I'll take Kamari. I so because Rick, Rick wants to take Nate, Nate with the next pick probably. So I'll take Kamari. I'm going. With no, I know. He's more physical. I think Nate Wiggins is a better cover corner, but I think Dan Quinn talked me into it. Okay, great. <laughs> hey, 61 days. Come on. <laughs> Next no, up. That's great for you. I'm very excited. Hopefully you'll get a Kwame Lasseter, whatever the hell the guy's corner name is. It can't run tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's fired up. All right, 23, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. Last year they traded up for Broderick Jones in the first round. He's now their right tackle starting there. The last few games doing pretty well. Which direction do you have them going now? Uh, I had them going a couple different Maybe offensive line, yep. maybe not, but I had him going back to the well. 
at uh, Penn State. Wow, that's what I did in my mock draft, Rick. I love it. So why, yes. I'm assuming you're talking about cornerback Kalen King? Kalen King. Why Kalen King over the cornerback you suggested for the Cowboys and Nate Wiggins? Because I know Mike Tomlin, I know they have to be physical corners. Yeah. And I think this kid, although you don't want to watch the Ohio State game because it was horrible this year. Not great. But, uh, he would be a Pittsburgh Steelers corner. I know Pat P, I believe, only signed one year there. They mm. need to get another young corner to continue to build uh, that position there. So I went with uh, one of the uh, top corners that are right down the street, just like they did last year with Joey Porter Jr., and I, uh, I'm going to team him up with King. Yeah, and Joey Porter Jr. is having a really good season. The pick 32, first pick in the first round, a uh, second round, excuse me, because of Miami cheating, but um, having a good start to his career in Pittsburgh. Next up, the Houston Texans. Finally get on the clock here. This is the pick they got from the Browns via the Deshaun Watson trade. Deshaun Watson's done for the year, unfortunately, for Cleveland, but Houston. So... Chop Robinson sitting there. I love the idea of pairing Chop Robinson opposite Will Anderson Jr. They have some oh, the, I'm getting the thumbs up from the scout in the back. <laughs> I was going to say, do we like wide receiver in August? You might have considered that a need. These wide receivers have been the all, all the hot. What is it, the uh, rising tides lift all boats situation with the way CJ Stroud's playing? Like uh, those guys are balling out. Noah Brown is one of the best receivers on planet Earth right now. Nico Collins is playing better when he's healthy. Tank Dell's been awesome. So I don't think it's at the top of the to-do list. So you want to go edge rush? All if right. In my opinion, it's, it's your decision. I would highly consider Chop Robinson here if I were you. <laughs> edge rusher out of Penn State, Debo's Penn State, that averages 3.4 points a game against winning teams, are taking Chop Robinson. Houston gets their edge rusher opposite. Will Anderson Jr. and back-to-back -back picks for Penn State. Caleb King, Kalen King, excuse me, goes to Pittsburgh, and now Chop goes to Houston. Twenty-five. The Miami Dolphins on the clock. What do you think, Rick? Uh, pull up the uh, tackles, Debo. My guy Patrick Paul's at the top. Fuaga is a very interesting prospect. Uh, some teams I've talked to think he moves inside, but he's played outside at a high level at right tackle. Graham Barton, your guy. Yeah. What about guard? Interior, because I think the most physical. Where is the the Washington kid? Uh, Tuaga, Tua, what's his name? Troy, Fatanu. Yeah, uh, where I, I don't know where he is. There he is. Oh, Fatanu. he's way down there. Yeah, but that's just those are based on how team uh, media mock drafts. So this doesn't mean anything in terms of actual rankings. I, I want to go with the best offensive lineman, and I had his name in my slot. I had Jordan Morgan in my slot. Uh, let's go. Um, God, let me just look right here. Yeah, take the Washington kid if you want to. No, I, I had whatchamacall going way early, the Oregon State kid, Faga. Fuaga? Fuaga. Yeah, he's I a had, good player. I had him as my first off next after those three, my next offensive line, offensive tackle off the board. Actually, I actually had Lauren to in the 18. I love Fuyaga going to Miami. I have no concerns with him. So let's do that. Nice. Love it. Oregon State. Talisi Fuaga. 
plays right tackle right now for Oregon State. He can kick inside potentially, but either way, I think he he solidifies the offensive line needs of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I forgot because he was um, – I had him earlier going off the board. So that's a good value for them. Yep, I agree. Love it. Next up, the Seattle Seahawks at pick number 26. They've been crushing this draft recently. So the Seattle Seahawks. Going to do edge here? So Braylon Trice, who lives down the street for Washington, is right there. You know what? And I, uh, I'm looking at the list here. On, on I, if people can't see me, I'm shaking my head. Yes, you are very excitedly shaking your head. Yes, our guy Will Anderson Jr. When I asked about Dallas Turner, he said he would roll with Dallas and Chris Braswell just about anywhere. So Braswell's on the list. I'm not talking him in the first round, but he was very high on Braswell. We haven't talked about him yet. We will. He's a football player. He's a good. Yeah, and you know him better than I do in terms of watching him. I haven't watched him yet, but I think Braylon Trice out of Washington is our guy here. Doesn't have to. He can he can do like a Tommy DeVito and live with his parents if he wants to if they happen to live in Seattle because he won't have to travel very far. So edge rusher Braylon Trice chiming in real real quick. Commish yeah. chiming in. Any thought to another guy down the street at the quarterback position? Oh, Michael Penix. Yeah, how come Michael Penix hasn't gone off the board yet? No, I'm taking. I'm rolling with Gino and taking the pass rusher. I like Gino. Gino sometimes turns the ball over. I get it. Yeah. No. But he's he's playing he's playing some pretty high level football. Okay, but thank you for reminding me, Debo. Braylon Trice, edge rusher out of uh, Washington for the Huskies, is going to the Seattle Seahawks and um, joining Boya Mafe, who's having a great year from Rick's neck of the woods, Miami. Uh, excuse yeah. me, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. All right, next up, twenty seven. The San Francisco 49ers are on the clock. Jags. Secondary help. Yeah, I w- I want to try to get an uh, edge. If I can, why are you getting an edge? You have Chase Young. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sign Josh Allen or not. He's coming up out of contract. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. We're Jacksonville. I thought we were. I had it wrong. I thought we were San Francisco. Okay. Yep. (laughs) I was like, why in God's name with Chase Young? Good thing (laughs) the scout in the back in the corner raised his hand and let you know that Jacksonville's on the clock now. Oh my God. We have no chance. (laughs) I got a feeling I'm going to get fired after this draft. Maybe before the draft is over, you might get promoted. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. There we go. My bad. All right, scout in the back. What do you, what were you saying? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Can you pull up the rest of the edge? Let me see if I would take an edge. Um, okay. So your guy Chris Braswell, your guy Jack Sawyer, um, these Isaacs on the list. Guys, we talked about him. Yeah, they don't sound like Trent Bulky guys. <laughs> Let me see what else we got. We got uh. Yeah, I guess it's Slim Pickens. After that, a couple of Oregon kids that we've talked about. All right. I'm going go back. I'm going receiver then. There it is. There it is. Egbuka. Egbuka over Leggett. Yep. Okay. Jalen Polk, too's there. Yep. Great. No, that's disrespectful. Thank you. Thanks for re, re- <laughs> reminding me that he's there. I can't believe the way you talk to the GM like this. That's the scout in the back. <laughs> oh, I <was> saying great. <laughs> All right. Now, as I was predicting the future, Rick, the San Francisco 49ers. Are on the clock after the Jacksonville Jaguars took wide receiver Emeka Abuka. And hopefully that offense will be one in Jacksonville that tries to get the ball to the receivers down the field. The 49ers, meanwhile, need cornerback help. Nate Wiggins is still sitting there. What do you think about Nate Wiggins? I thought Nate Wiggins went. He didn't go. 
No, I took Kamari Laster. You tried to talk me oh, into yeah. it. Yeah, so then, took- yeah, take him. If I were you, if I was the GM, and I know I need corner help, I also need offensive line help too. Uh, uh, so- we we can look quickly at the offensive line. Like, tr- um, any Patrick Paul still there? I think yeah, I know. I think I'm going. I'm going corner. Okay, because the cornerback class. It's a little slim as you the next picks at pick 59 so it might be a minute before we're back on the clock give me nate wiggins out of clemson the long cover corner won't give you much in run support but that's what chase young and nick Bosa are for all right next up the baltimore ravens oh man looking at my pick from the mock draft i think that was i hit a home run with a the pick there what do you want to do here rick who'd you take in the mock draft i don't want to taint your Opinion of it, but uh, I took Jalen Polk. <laughs> Did that knock you out? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, the the corners are gone. They could definitely use the corner. And Denzel he, Burke is still there, the cornerback at Ohio State. I don't know how you feel yeah, about him. I, I I would go. I would lean more towards Burke because they're they're starting to fall pretty far down the board now. And as you pointed out this fall, he's he's playing a lot better this fall than he did yeah, last he fall. Is. I would leave, is it your pick or my pick? You can take it. No, I'm taking the Lions pick, so you can do what you want with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. No, I'm fine with Denzel Burke here. Oh, let's do Denzel Burke. I like Denzel Burke. I'm glad he's playing better than he did last season because I was concerned. And he's physical, he's long, he runs pretty well as far as I'm concerned. What do you think about this his giddy up down the field? Yeah, no. He is he he's playing much better now. He got hurt a couple times this year, but he fits Baltimore's defense and what they want trying to do on a defensive side with his skill set. And he looks like he did two years ago. He played like dog doo doo, <laughs> and for whatever reason, and this year he, lo- he looks like a uh, the player that you saw two years ago. So yeah, you, you, you need corner help. And that would definitely be the last one on the board to take. So I would take Burke. I can't believe Michael Penick's going to fall out of the first round unless you're going to take him here with the Detroit Lions pick. Nope. I already have my favorite player for the Detroit Lions. Uh, tell me the position. Let me see if I can guess it. Offensive lineman. It's not Grant Barton, is it? Where are you going to play him? Guard. Okay. Okay. All right. I moved him in the guard. So and Duke. Big V is always hurt. Uh, they got some, uh, I think, uh, who the Ohio state left guard, uh, for Michael them. Jackson, that's name Jackson. Yeah, I think so. Uh, here I got their death chart right here. He's out of contract. This guy plays like a Detroit lion every day of the week. Jonah uh, Jackson, not Michael Jackson. Yeah, Jonah Jackson. <laughs> Thriller. They have, they have no depth. Glasgow has been a good backup. You got Ragnar. The reason why they are doing what they're doing is because of their offensive line. And so they secure the guard position, even though they got enlisted attack. I would take Graham all day long. Yeah, Graham plays right, uh, excuse me, left tackle left for tackle. for Duke. And I think his future, I mean, do you think there's a team that will try him outside? He feels like he's inside all day long. He's a, He'll be an inside guy. He'll be the same thing. He's not Skaronsky from Northwestern last year, but that's what teams will talk talk about. Okay, yep. Blocking for my guy, Riley Leonard, at Duke. He's banged up now. 
The backup almost beat UNC last week, and that was something else. But Detroit Lions, Graham Barton, <clears throat> offensive lineman out of Duke. All right, here we go. Pick 31, Kansas City Chiefs. They got to take Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> All right, they're not, they're not taking Michael Penix Jr. I do love the idea of a wide receiver here because these wide receivers outside of, well, who? Uh, Travis Kelsey aren't really working out. Tyreek's no. working out quite well in, in Miami. Hit the wide receiver button, Debo. Let's see what we got left here. Ooh, ooh. There you go. There's your guy. So need, need speed. Xavier, Xavier, worthy of Xavier Leggett. You have an option to take. Just take the the right Xavier. <laughs> yeah, you got some big wide receivers on that team. You got Rasheed Rice, Kadarius Tony. Who knows where he's going to be in terms of productivity wise coming into the year? Sky Moore still there. But Xavier Worthy gives you another gear. So let's go Xavier Worthy out of Texas. Even though I do like Xavier Leggett, he's a different type player. So he's going to be the wide receiver going to the Kansas City Chiefs. The final pick in the first round of the 2024 NFL mock draft, 4.0. Debo's team, the Philadelphia Eagles, Rick. Are you going to make Debo happy or are you going to make Debo sad? I'm going to make Debo fall off his chair. <laughs> that could go any that could mean any, any number of things. <laughs> All right, who do the, what did the let me ask Debo first. Debo, what do the Eagles need at 32? I think you guys stole a couple corners off the board that I was targeting with Burke <laughs> and Wiggins a couple picks ago. I, I still think the guys that we're staring at here at Kinchins and Newbin stand out to me uh, to add to the secondary help. And then you can always target the lines. The uh, scout Rick Spielman does not like the idea of a safety here. Why is that, Rick? I don't think they're first round worthy. And okay. I understand technically it's a second round pick. So just to so we know if you're listening or watching, uh, Eagles pick 32, then they pick again at 51, and then again at 64. So there's a chance that maybe those safeties that are 51 and 64, we'll see. What do you think, Rick? What do you like here? Uh, I'm going to go with an unknown corner. Unknown. How unknown? Oh, wait. Let me guess. Is it Toledo kid? Yes. Ah, you watched him? He's good, right? He's very good. <laughs> Quinion, what's Quinion's last name? Quinion Mitchell. Yep. He made my top 50. What do you think of that? Yeah, that was very good. I went between him and Josh Newton, but I I like Mitchell. You're going to like Quinion Mitchell, Debo, if you haven't watched him yet on your own, and you very well may have knowing you. He's good. That's a good, good. Nice, Rick. That's a home run for uh, at the bottom of the ninth there. Well done. Yeah, no one. Love it. Love it. I haven't heard his name. You're welcome, Debo. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that that's your. Uh, what do you call me? Rat hole player. My rat hole player. That's a great pick. Oh, I love it, man. Got me excited. That's what. By the way, that's what they need. Another big. That's what player. scouts in a back in the corner do. They try to to make all their bosses look good if they can. Oh wait, you're supposed to make me look good, and that you've been talking to the owner the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I just made them you look good. The owner look good. Next it, time, Debo, what you should do, yeah. you, you should say, yeah, "Why?" Worry is all excited now because of the scout in the back in the corner. Next time when we do this, and you're talking to the owner back there and talking bad about me, you should say, "Watch this owner," and make up a name and hear me go, "Oh yeah, that guy's amazing." And it's just some <laughs> some random, uh, you know, random guy you made up. All right, that's it. A little long, Debo. Sorry about that. Got excited about the uh, Quinion Mitchell pick. That's wrap on episode ninety eight. Mock draft. Is that like our first official mock just between the two of us? Yeah. This, yeah. Because we had Josh come on and do his mock and we criticized him accordingly. <laughs> I had to take all the Josh flack today. <laughs> yeah, this is 4.0. So we've done four previous ones 
a couple with Josh. Maybe we did one before the season. I don't remember what the first one was, but uh, we got a lot more coming down the pipe. But uh, for now, thanks to Rick for his fantastic job as a scout I in the back. I can't wait because I don't know how to read comments. How many people pepper you because Michael Penix Jr. is still on the board? Yeah. Uh, you didn't tell me to take him earlier. I think the fact that J.J. McCarthy went over Michael Penix Jr., I'd be interested to see what people think about that. Yeah. There are a lot of J.J. McCarthy fans out there for sure, but uh, Michael Penix Jr., he's a better athlete than I think you give him credit for. I, okay. I do. I like him. He's a good player. Oh, okay. All right. They got a big game this week against Oregon State, so you can watch Michael Penix Jr., you can watch the wide receivers, you can watch Talisi Fuaga, you can watch DJ Uyunglele. A whole bunch of guys to watch. We'll talk about that next week, no doubt. Thank you, Rick, as always. Thanks to people for producing, and thanks to all, all you guys who watch, listen, and comment. We'll be back on Tuesday for another Popper Drop. In the meantime, enjoy the football this weekend. See you later.